Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. We are so excited for this episode. It has been a long time coming, and we are so, so, so excited to be able to sit down with Dune Roisin, who is the founder of Female Startup Club. She was named Australian Young Achiever of the Year 2022. She's a strong female entrepreneur who has built her podcast and her business from the ground up, and she recently released her book, Your Hype Girl, which is such a great resource if you are looking to start your own business. Yeah, if you guys go back and look at our picnic photo shoot, then her book is featured in right there. there front so, <laughs> so yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, we have all of her socials linked down below. So go and check out her socials. She is so positive, such a great resource, so friendly, so nice, so cute, like such a strong female leader. So definitely check her out. Um, we talked about a lot of different things. We focused on staying positive, different tips for building a business, some advice that she has. Um, and honestly, like she gave some really good advice on how to stay positive and how to take care of yourself when we have so much going on around us. So definitely a really great episode. And I know we normally release on Sunday, but it's releasing today on a Wednesday and it is so well worth the wait. So really excited for you guys to listen. Welcome to the pod, Dune. We're so excited that you're here with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so for all of our listeners, tell us where you are right now, because it's kind of cool to see like where everyone is in the world. So at the moment, I'm in London. I have been in New York these past couple of weeks, but I'm back in London, which is where I've been living for on and off for the last seven years. And I'm in the process of kind of moving back to Australia via Europe for the summer. Okay. That is so I'm always cool. all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Why were you in New York? So <laughs> actually, I was in New York for the Justin Bieber concert because I am such a big fan. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but, you know, he had to cancel the tour because of his health issues, which... <sighs> Um, obviously sound terrible, but we had kind of built the trip around that as the main kind of going there point, but we built around like meetings and all this kind of thing off the back of it. So it was still a really cool trip. That's That's so cool. Awesome. We were just there. So maybe we passed each yeah. other. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll have to meet back there soon. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. So are you from Australia? Yeah, I'm Australian. I left okay. Australia in 20. 15, I think. And then I was here until 2018. My husband and I then um, decided to leave London and travel for two years. And we kind of moved to Indonesia and like did a few other things just kind of, you know, month to month going to different places after that. And then we were back in London for two weeks before heading to the US for three months. And then we were moving back to Australia. And that was in 2020. And we happened to be here for two weeks and we arrived on like the 11th of March and obviously the pandemic hit and my husband is from Switzerland and Australia shut their borders to anyone that was a tourist. And even though we're married, he technically had to enter as a tourist. So he wasn't allowed into the country. We had to kind of like refigure out a plan and essentially resettled back in London. And then as of February this year, they opened up the borders and made it a lot easier for him to be able to enter the country. So now we're in the process of getting our dog sorted to move back. <laughs> Long story short. Wow. That sounds insane. That yeah, I remember Australia being kind of strict on that during the beginning of the pandemic. 
Yeah, Rightfully was, so. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it was, yeah, tough times. <laughs> well, for all of our listeners, why don't you introduce yourself and just give a little background of what you do and everything like that? Yeah, well, I'm Dune, the Aussie that lives in London slash all over the place. <laughs> I have been building this company called Female Startup Club for the last few years, which started in the pandemic, funnily enough, in 2020, very, very casually from my bedroom floor. And something just kind of started to work and I decided to lean into it. You know, the world was a weird place around that time. And with no experience, I kind of built this podcast and that's kind of grown into a private network for female founders who are early stage kind of bootstrapped founders building e-commerce or CPG, consumer packaged goods companies. Um, And then I also released a book earlier this year and have just been doing all the things, but the podcast started initially as a place for me to interview friends and women that I knew who were building successful companies in a range of different industries, whether it was tech or e-commerce or, you know, service providers and things like that, just to understand the how and the why and their journey, but also to understand specifically the blueprint, like how much money they needed to invest to get started. What was that kind of early stage like what are the mistakes they made what are the challenges that they go through and over time we sort of found that my kind of cup of tea and what I love to talk about was more the e-commerce space because I came from an e-commerce background and it's where I had a lot more confidence talking about that kind of blueprint so I kind of niched down to become more focused on e-commerce and and that world and I've done that for the last two years Um, I think now we've done close to 400 interviews and I've learned a lot. <laughs> so it's kind of like all been kind of leaning more towards the, the e-commerce world. Wow. That That's is amazing. so interesting. Yeah, we absolutely love your book because it's practical, but it's also super inspiring. Like you're reading all of these stories about these women who are entrepreneurs who have built their businesses. And it's cool that you've compiled all of them in one place. Thank you so much. That's so kind. Um, yeah, I, I really wanted the book to feel like a modern day handbook, something that you could pick up, whether you were an entrepreneur or not an entrepreneur. If you were just someone who, you know, is in the nine to five, you're dreaming about starting something one day, but you have absolutely no idea what, you could still pick up this book and get a dose of inspiration and a dose of value. But if you are an entrepreneur, you can pick up this book and get practical tips that you can apply or frameworks that you can apply to your own business, no matter what business you're building, whether it is e-commerce or whether it is something in the tech space. And it's very much a book that's not cover to cover. It's the book that you keep beside your bed. When you need it, you just open it at any page and get a dose of the good stuff. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's so great. Um, So what kind of gave you the idea to, obviously, you started the podcast in your bedroom. Um, what gave you the idea to reach out to female entrepreneurs and how did you kind of like network that? Yeah. So in the beginning, um, as I said, it was very kind of low key, very casual. I actually was someone who was really terrified of public speaking. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't have any experience in that side of things. So that was the last thing on my list of things that would have made sense for me to do. But I had spent the few years prior to that building a D2C jewelry brand. It was direct to consumer. I sold it through my website online. And in that kind of two or maybe three year period, I'd had so much fun building it. And I really loved the 
the business side and the marketing side of e-commerce, but I found that jewelry, or I was starting to feel that jewelry wasn't the right product for me and the kind of business that I wanted to have for myself in the future. And so I was kind of having these feelings in the background. And on paper, the brand looked really cool, you know, like it was really fun. It took me to Indonesia, it took me to Thailand, it took me to China. It was in places like Vogue and Who, What, Where. It was worn by influencers. It was quirky and sparkly and like all the things that I love in products. Um, But I was kind of having this feeling like, you know, I don't know if I see myself doing this for even one year or five years more. Like I I don't have that kind of longevity to this business, but I'm really interested in e-commerce and how to build a business and things like team and money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I was just having these casual conversations with my girlfriends who were in different industries, whether it was, you know, a an app that was for beauty bookings or whether it was, you know, um, a woman who was building a cookie company and just to understand how they were building their business and what the challenges they were facing and if they'd ever felt like how I felt and things like that. And in these conversations, I was privy to such amazing, valuable, inspiring information that was giving me kind of more direction and more um, clarity on what I needed for myself. And I had been thinking, wow, this is just so amazing, these conversations. I wonder if we could start sharing them. So I asked my friends, you know, could I just record these 10-minute videos and kind of get over this fear that I had of being on camera and kind of talking and things like that. And so we started recording these videos. I was posting them to IGTV. And I don't know if you've ever used IGTV, but it was just not a good part of Instagram. It didn't have any discoverability. It didn't have the chance to go viral. It was just a weird place to be posting and you kind of were putting in a lot of effort without kind of getting people finding your content. So my husband was like, oh, you should think about starting a podcast. And I was like, God, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Sounds terrible. Sounds not me at all. Um, But then the more I started to think about it, I was like, the reason I was so resistant was because I had that, you know, real serious fear and phobia of public speaking. But the fear in like, oh, I wish I was good at that, though. I wish I could start that. It wasn't like the fear of, you know, oh, I don't know a lot about the tech industry. So, oh, that's a bad example, but like data scientists or something like that. Like, but maybe I should lean into that. It was more like, oh, this is a fear that I kind of want to conquer. I want to lean into that and figure that thing out that will be good for my life. And so I, a few years prior, I'd just gone on this buying spree of domains and I bought like lastartupclub.com. ParisStartupClub.com, BrisbaneStartupClub.com, FemaleStartupClub.com. And I was like, well, I already have this weird domain that kind of sums up what I'm doing and, you know, these conversations that I'm having. Why don't I just start publishing to that? So I took the videos that I'd literally recorded on my phone and I put them on the podcast. They're still up today. You can hear them. Um, I think the very first one I posted was in 2019 and I was taking it super casually, like absolutely no goals, nothing. And in March, when the pandemic hit, I was really starting to be like, you know what, jewelry isn't what the world needs right now. This isn't what I want to be like putting my energy into. The world's really difficult and things are hard right now. And we're also going to be at home for a real long time. So maybe I should lean into this podcast thing and just see what happens. So I set myself a goal to do 100 episodes in that year and kind of not look at the numbers until that 100 episodes had kind of been posted and then to look back and reflect and see in hindsight whether we had something or not. 
And by the time I set that goal, I think it must have been around April or May. So I worked out how many I needed to post to get, you know, per week to get to 100 by the end of the year. And then once we hit that on December 29 in 2020, I was like, we've built a community. We clearly are growing. We're on an upwards trajectory. I think I have something like I'm really going to lean in and see if I can turn this into a business. I just think it's really cool how you saw an issue that you were seeing in your personal life and you wanted to share that with other people. And you said you weren't that fond of public speaking at all, which I think a lot of people aren't. It's really, really scary to put yourself out there, even if it seems like it's like a small podcast at first. Um, But like you have grown this business and you've conquered that fear. And honestly, like this is so fitting for you. Like you are so well-spoken and like your (laughs) podcast interviews, like they're just so great. And I think it's really, really cool. That's so kind. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's one of those skills that for anyone listening, if you feel the same way that I felt at the beginning and still to this day can sometimes feel in situations like this where I'm actually talking about my story and I'm not interviewing someone for their story, um, it is absolutely a skill that you can totally conquer. You can totally master. It is the reality of any public speaker is that it takes practice and it takes just repeatable, consistent action. So for me, I was so nervous in the beginning and around the episode 70 mark, I started feeling like I had gained some confidence and I I started to feel like I was getting into a groove. But what I also noticed is people started reaching out to me being like, hey, I've been following you since the very beginning and I feel like something shifted for you and I can hear the confidence and I can hear how you've evolved. And I just want to say like, I'm, you know, so stoked for you and I'm proud of you and things like that. And I was like, wow, that's so cool because I was also feeling that for myself, but it really showed through for my audience. And what's interesting is now I'm going on this journey of speaking on other people's podcasts and having to tell my story instead of on the receiving end. And I'm going through this all again of (laughs) trying to like get my confidence up to have these kinds of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. It is so different when you're not just asking someone else the questions and sitting there and listening. Like, it is a lot different when you're the one that has to actually talk. So yeah, yeah I think that's awesome. Um, when you were talking about what you were doing before with the jewelry and everything like that, were there any fears or anxiety? Because obviously you said that your business was really successful and you were traveling and being featured and everything like that. Was there any fear that switching over like you were gonna fail or you did you feel like you were leaving something really great behind and what if it didn't work out like anything like that were there any anxieties there I mean of course there are anxieties with everything that (laughs) I do and you have to weigh up kind of where you're currently at and what your current situation is but what you want for yourself and what you want for your future and something that I've become a lot better at and something that I actively work on is if I'm not a hundred percent or like you know majority percent happy. I'm someone that's very clear on iterating and pivoting away from things that aren't bringing me 100% joy to work towards things that do bring me joy. And so, yes, it was this first business that I had started myself, um, but I didn't have this attachment like, oh, this is just this thing I can't let go of. I was more like, this has served me so well for these few years. I've learned a lot, but it's also shown me that I need to kind of keep iterating because I'm not 100% there yet. And what's been interesting is I've been in that situation a few times, whether it's in a career, like you start a new job, you think it's going to be so amazing. You're so excited. But then you realize in the day to day, you're like, you know what? This kind of sucks. 
I don't like this anymore. So instead of staying in that position of being unhappy, what are you going to do about it? You're either going to try and change your role or ask for more responsibility or quit and move on and try and find something different. And so I'd gotten quite good at doing that. And then when I started Female Startup Club, I was like, oh, this is the thing. This is that thing that I can do for a really long time. I can see myself being in this business and building this business for 10 years time or five years time or whatever, like just a long period of time. I could really see it. I get so much joy from the women who give me their time every day. And I get so much joy from learning how to build and scale this podcast and the kinds of things that are coming off it. But it took me a really long time to get there. And something that I think is really important for people who are listening in to understand is that you can look at someone like me and be like, oh my God, she has this amazing podcast, overnight success. How? Like that'll never happen for me. But really like for me, it's been 10 years to overnight success. I've spent like my career and different, you know, side hustles and things pivoting and iterating and learning. And it's all kind of, you know, come together in what is now Female Startup Club. It's brought all these different aspects of things that I care about and things that I bring joy from and, you know, different pieces of my life together. And now Female Startup Club is the representation of that. But it is a 10 years to overnight success kind of road for me. Um, So you have to start somewhere. And I think it's easy to get caught up when you see people who are, you know, where you want to be at some point and be like, oh, it's never going to happen for me, but it is going to happen. It's just all part of the journey. I love that you talked about that because we talk about this all the time. All the time. And especially with social media, we see like people going viral and then all of a sudden they have brand deals and like it, it just seems like it's overnight for everybody, but not a lot of people talk about the amount of time that that goes into it and the amount of work. And it's not just overnight. And it is kind of frustrating when people don't talk about that because if you're sitting there doing whatever you're doing, like for us, it's podcasting for the listeners, whatever they want to do, you're working so hard and you're putting in so much time and effort and you it, you might not be where you want to be right now, but it does take a lot of time. So I love that you highlighted that because it's so important. It is so important. And I think that, yes, there are people who will create one video and go viral, but that, and you know, everything's kind of spills out from there, but that should never be what you aim for because that is really an outlier and like a strategy that you can't plan for. But what you can plan for is showing up consistently every single day, taking action, trying things, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, cutting the stuff that doesn't work, iterating, you know, going through the ups and downs of building any kind of business or working on any kind of projects if you know if you're in a in a company working for someone else and just taking it day by day enjoying the journey learning as you go and just showing up consistently it's great advice an aspect of your business that you kind of touched on earlier was community can you talk a little bit about how you've built a community yeah so a few, maybe it was at the end of 2020 or at the beginning of 2021, I was starting to host listener research interviews where I would put a call out on my podcast and be like, Hey, I'd love to just chat to anyone who's listening in, you know, who loves the show. And like, I want to hear what you're up to. I want to hear what your challenges are and kind of what's going on in your world. And after about 20 of those interviews, what kept coming up, the struggle that a lot of women had was they were feeling lonely. They they didn't have a friend or a family member who was an entrepreneur to learn from or a mentor to learn from. They just wanted to meet like-minded, 
women who were also building brands and could understand the same struggles that they were going through. And it was interesting because I had always kind of resisted creating a community, especially, you know, I've got like a, a free Facebook kind of thing on Facebook, a community. But the health of that group, because it was free, had been quite poor. Like as it grew, the engagement kind of dropped because people weren't contributing and you know, a free group is very different to a paid community where people have a lot of intent to join and show up and and be there and be part of that community and help build it. And so I'd been resisting the community side of things, but it was funny, like listening to the interviews, just, it just came up in probably like nine out of 10 conversations. It was very much, this is what we need. We want a community. We want to come together um, and have other people to learn from. And so I kind of leaned into that. I just created an MVP, a minimum viable product for what I thought might work. I put it all over the podcast. I put it on social media. And I was like, if you're an early stage founder building a brand that's in the CPG space, so like consumer packaged goods, like beauty brands or kitchen company, kitchen pantry brands, things like that, um, you know, join us and sign up. And we had a handful of people sign up and it all started from there. And it was kind of shaped by these early adopters, I guess you could say, who joined the community, wanted to be part of something, wanted to help grow it together. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been super cool. It's been really fun creating content and resources and learning the blueprint and the model for building a community. Still early days though. We only launched it kind of second half of last year. So I'm still learning. Okay. Okay. That's awesome though. I love that. I know like a lot of people, um, the really cool thing about podcasts is that people do try and build up that community, but it's really hard to build up a reliable community where people are going to contribute, like you said. So I think that's so cool. Yeah. It's been a really beautiful experience. I've made so many new friends on the internet. Um, you know, when I was in New York last week, I got to catch up with some of the girls in there and it's just, it brings me a lot of joy. It's very cool. That's so fun. Definitely a positive about social media, being able to connect with yes. people that you would have never been able to. 100%. Definitely a huge positive of social media. <laughs> so kind of pivoting to all of the different women that you interview, because obviously you get to sit down with a lot of women who have a lot of knowledge. Um, can you think of the best piece of advice that you've taken away from an interview or like a few different pieces of advice that you think are really valuable? Yes, I can. So I'm someone that really appreciates direct, practical advice. I love that kind of side of advice versus the side that's very much mindset related and believe in yourself. And all that stuff is super important, but I fall on the side of practical advice. And this is such an obvious piece of advice, but it is so relevant for today. And I want everyone listening to seriously take note. You're going to be like, I've heard it a million times before, but I want this to be your sign where you are like, today is the day. (laughs) My piece of advice that I've been given from so many women and I resisted it for so long was to get on TikTok. Everyone, literally everyone who is getting on TikTok right now has the opportunity to go viral. You have the opportunity to build community like never before. This is like early Instagram days, 2016, where you have this like disproportionately large opportunity to create something on day one, literally. And so so many women on the show were coming on and talking about it. And I was being there like, no, I can't start another channel. It's just, 
I don't have the time, you know, a million excuses, a million excuses, a million excuses. What do I do? I get on TikTok, I show up (laughs) consistently, I build an audience and I'm like, oh my God. And over time, kind of crafting what I wanted my message to be on TikTok had changed and it went from being super educational to more entertainment to more about the podcast. And it's still an evolving journey, but it's really a piece of advice that whatever you're doing, whether it's in the nine to five, whether you have a a side hustle or a business or even just a dog, you can go on TikTok and create something really, really cool. And it can change the course of your life. It can change the course of your business. It can bring you so much value. Um, So truly my piece of advice is to start now. You haven't missed the boat. TikTok is amazing. It's just creating so many opportunities for people. And, you know, it's also really fun. Yeah, that's actually so funny because um, I got on TikTok like during the pandemic personally, and then it was like eight months, I mm-hmm. think, that I just like took a TikTok break. I deleted it from my phone because I was like, this is a waste of time. And like I, I spend way too much time on it. I get sucked in. And so I deleted it for the longest time. And then within the past like week, I downloaded it again. And I've been posting on there and, you know, it really is a huge opportunity for growth. And as long as you're monitoring your time and making sure that you're not getting sucked in and everything, there is a ton of growth. And that's how people do research and people get entertainment and there's so many different uses for it. So that's a great piece of advice. Yeah. And it gives people another way to connect with you. Like, I really like your videos that you put out where you're like on the green screen and you're talking about like, um, a female that you've interviewed and you do like a minute recap. Like, I love those videos because we get to see your face. We get to know what your business is and it's cool. Like it's a really cool way to connect with your audience. Thank you so much. I have so much fun creating them. Um, and I get such a good response from my community and my audience. Um, it's yeah, I'm getting a lot of fun out of TikTok, but I, you know, I went through a phase where I was not getting joy from TikTok. It was like really wearing me out. And I, also similar to you I you know took a break was kind of like I don't know if this is like the direction that I want for this and then I restarted in a new direction and it's kind of worked well for me that's awesome that's great kind of switching gears um I'm curious what has been your biggest challenge so far like since starting female startup club to now what would you say is the biggest challenge So, I mean, I guess it's in that same kind of, in the same vein, it's like what's challenging is being consistent. It's being consistent when you aren't feeling motivated, when it feels really mundane, it feels like you're peddling to put all of this content out, you're you're trying to do all this stuff and nothing's happening, like you're not being rewarded from it because especially with social media and, and things like a podcast, you're of course thinking about the numbers and and you're wanting that viral video and all this kind of thing. And if that's not happening, it can be hard to push through. So the biggest challenge is just that mental kind of relentless pursuit in showing up for what you believe in, what you're passionate about, talking about your mission, that kind of thing. And just knowing that at some point, like great things will come, but great things don't come every day. There are so many ups and downs with entrepreneurship. It really is a long game. So I try to optimize for making sure that I'm happy every day, making sure that I do the small things that bring me joy. But if I'm feeling low and if I'm feeling like not really motivated, just figuring out 
one tiny thing that I can still do that day that steps me forward towards my goals. Maybe it's an email that's like been on my back burner list, low priority, because I know it's going to take me, you know, an hour to get everything together and, you know, a contract or something that takes me a lot of time to look over and requires active thinking. Um, maybe it's just getting that done. So it's off my list. And then that one thing is done. I know that it's important. And it's moved me forward. Um, but if you're able to just kind of when you're feeling low and, and not motivated or kind of in a bit of a rut, just finding those tiny, small steps that can still move you forward. Have you faced any challenges specifically being a female entrepreneur? Um, I mean, of course. I think something about the industry and most industries, I'm sure, that kind of rub me the wrong way is companies and businesses that preach diversity and inclusion and you know the rest of it but then it isn't actually the case and there's a lot of preaching and not a lot of action I think that's something that I've found that can be really challenging and disheartening to see and to experience on the flip side of course now literally is the best time to become a female founder and to get out there and do things because especially if you're in situations where there are lots of men being put forward or lots of men kind of being highlighted, you're someone who, you know, for that diversity tick, they will include. And I've definitely experienced that myself, which I don't care. I'm happy to be on the front page of whatever (laughs) it is so that they can tick that box. Like that's great for me, but of course it comes from a really weird place. And so I think that that has been something that's been mentally challenging to kind of like really see in action and be disappointed about certain businesses and, you know, certain people who like to preach and say that these are their values, but then it doesn't align with the reality. Um, But I also use it to my advantage. (laughs) Honestly, like if it's out there, you might as well use it and (laughs) leverage it because there's a lot of gender inequality in the world. So if you can leverage it, then go for it. 100%. Absolutely. I'm all for it. I actually find like there are a lot of men in online communities who are just the best allies to women like me or like entrepreneurs that they come across and they're like, okay, how can I help? And they're the ones that are like really trying to lift women's voices and provide value, whether it's just their time or um, kind of advice or connecting the dots to someone else. And that is obviously such a win. Yeah, there is actually like a ton of men, um, especially with like current events going on, at least in the United States. Um, There's a ton of men out there who are supportive and who want to make a change and like they see the gender inequality. Unfortunately, a lot of the issues are like with people who are higher up and have an influence. And that's where a lot of inequality comes from. But I I totally agree with you. There's a lot of men that want to be allies and want to lift up women's voices. And that's great. Yeah, I'm glad you've had more of a positive experience in that way, because I've heard stories of women where that's not the case for them. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) so have I. (laughs) Yeah, especially when it comes to the world of VC and raising capital and things like that. Like I've, I've really been on the receiving end of some horrific stories. Um, and like, what, what is there to say? It's just, it's one of those things that like, it's just so frustrating and just 
baffling to me that we still live in a world where these are things that we have to talk about and go through and that they're still topic of conversation and and it just grinds my gears like no other like this guy he commented on my TikTok video the other day oh man I have so many things to say about it but then at the same time like no words at all he said something really like um actually I'm just going to read it to you because I'm not going to do it justice I'm really bad at like relaying the specific details of things but he said um Women don't negotiate as much as men. That's been proven. It's not the company's fault. You're willing to work for less than someone else. And I was just like, oh, mate. That classic argument. Yeah. <laughs> like, where do I even start? I just can't educate you. Like, it's just a lost cause. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say to you. Like, get off my page. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I know. It's like, don't be on our page. Like, if you are going to be a hater, it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. There's such weird corners of the internet out there that, you know, it's hard. Like, you really have to build a thick skin. I've been given this advice so many times. Um, and it's easier said than done. Like, one negative comment outweighs all the positive comments where and not that that's directly um, a comment to me. That's just a comment about society and women. And I'm like, right. that just lets me down. I'm like, how? And like, you know, this is such a crazy discussion that we should be having. But I'm also like, oh, my God. Like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, there are so many. <laughs> there are so many outdated arguments like that that have been around for so long that people still want to talk about. But if you actually sit down and like do the research and educate yourself, then you see that that's not the case. So I know like um, we did an episode one time about a guy who was like in my DMs and I shouldn't have given it the attention, but I was like, wait, this is actually really good content to see what his argument is as like an anti-feminist. And so we were talking about it and all of the arguments that he brought forward and it's just all of those classic things that people want to say just to make noise and to go against the cause for whatever reason. And it's really similar to that guy's comment. How did it end? Um, I think I think you just like stopped talking with him because you were kind of like messaging with him back and forth. But then finally, like Haley was like, it is just not worth my time. Like he's not going to yeah. change. It's an energy suck. Yeah. You just need yeah. to on and be like, this is not worth the brain power because it's not going to it's you know you just the reality is these people probably just won't change their point of view mm-hmm. yeah exactly. yeah and that's how it ended like I was like we're not going to change each other's point of view like I genuinely want to learn from you and see what you have to say because it's good to hear from the other side and see like what we can talk about and how we can educate different people and looking at the opposing side but yeah it was just like not gonna end in a way that we were gonna agree so we just ended the conversation and that was that. Yeah, get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you touched on um, with the last question, like staying motivated and just trying to do at least one little thing a day and keep yourself moving forward. Um, what are some different things that you do to stay motivated? Like, do you have any tips or do you do anything specific for self-care that keeps you motivated? Anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I'm someone that really just looks to find joy in the small moments. You know, COVID really showed us that we really needed to start taking care of our mental health. So I do like all of the best practice, things that people tell you to do and 
you know, make such a big difference collectively over time. So, you know, I try and get as much sleep as I can. I have baths. I cuddle with my dog. I spend time with my husband. Um, I just do all those things that I win that basically lead up to me winning the day from small moments like that. Awesome. I, I like that, that phrase. That's so cool. Yeah. Because it is hard. Like when you just get going and you're like, I really want to journal. I want to take 15 minutes, like read a book and sit down. But I just like can't. I don't have time. Like that's what it feels like. But yeah. I feel like when I do those things, like it is a win for the day. Like it kind of turns it around. 100%. And I think if you have like, if you try and do everything at once, obviously that's hard to set yourself up for success. But if you have this goal of like, oh, I want to journal every day or practice gratitude through meditation or, or think deep thinking or whatever it might be figuring out like how can you set yourself up for success in the best way possible so what that means is like okay looking at my day when can I actually build this habit into my routine does it mean that I wake up 15 minutes earlier or even five minutes earlier just to give myself five minutes of a cup of tea and creating something in my journal or does it look like you know at the very last minute before I go to bed um, doing a meditation with my partner or something like that, like figuring out how and when best suits for you to slot it into your day so that you can basically be like, okay, I can commit to doing this every single day. And, you know, in 21 days, I will hopefully have built that habit. Um, something else that I found for me that brings me a lot of anxiety and I'm not good at it yet. I have not mastered this habit is the leaving the phone out of the bedroom and kind of not going straight to it first thing in the morning. It's something that I <laughs> am very up and down with at the moment. I am okay ish with it, but I try to leave my phone out of the room. I try to make sure that I have no screens for, you know, like an hour before bed, try to like let my mind calm down, do a meditation before I go to sleep listen to some peaceful music or some kind of something that brings me joy and relaxation and things like that to switch off and truly disconnect because it is really hard, especially when you're building a business that's so online and so focused on content and so focused on social media and things like that. It's obviously not good for your health. It's not great. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm not great at it. Like there are some times when I'll just wake up and I will just get straight on my phone and be like looking at my emails, which immediately can set off anxiety or, you know, make me feel it's like my brain isn't ready to be bombarded with these things that I see. And in a normal setting, like if it's 11am and I'm sitting down at my computer and starting to go through my emails, reading an email XYZ wouldn't bother me at all. It wouldn't even like enter my thing to give me anxiety. But first thing in the morning when my brain's not properly awake and like ready for being bombarded, <laughs> can right. mean that I start my day with a lot of anxiety. So even though I know it's bad for me and I'm trying, it's one of those things that you do have to consistently work on and, and keep trying and keep trying to build that habit. Yeah. That's a great one. I think a lot of us try and do that <laughs> because it is like first thing in the morning, it's like, let me check my socials. Let me check my emails. Let me just turn on a show while I get ready. And it's a lot in the morning. Yeah. hundred percent. I think like quiet mornings are very important and very key, but I'm, I'm not always the best at it. So it's still a work in progress. Well, that's okay. Everything's always a work in progress. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners or anything else you wanted to highlight? Ooh, um, not really. I think just 
get out there, think about what it is that you like love, what matters to you, what your mission is, what your purpose is in the world, what you're wanting to create and get on TikTok. <laughs> Let's awesome. be friends. <laughs> get on TikTok, everyone. Okay. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> heard it here first or you've heard it here everywhere first because everyone's telling everyone but yeah (laughs) literally this is the sign this is the sign to start yeah it's the new big thing for sure (laughs) well dune thank you so much for sitting down with us we really appreciate your time before we go would you uh leave your socials for our listeners we'll also put them in the show notes but if you could just tell everyone where they can find you Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I love what you guys are doing and what you're creating in the world. This was such joy. Uh, you can find me at Dune Roisin in all the places, which is D-O-O-N-E-R-O-I-S-I-N. I am a big fan of TikTok right now. I'm hanging out there, but if you want to chat, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram or on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Um, you can find my book, Your Hype Girl, on Amazon or directly through my website, femalestartupclub.com. Great. Awesome. Everybody go get her book. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. And you can actually download the Kindle just for 99 cents. So it's really available and affordable to everyone um, at all times. We aren't changing the price on that. Um, so you're able to get it really easily. And, you know, the paperback copy is a little bit more. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, June. Have a great day. Thank you so much. <laughs>